We're joined now by Nadir Token, analyst at 27.4 Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Good morning to your listeners. Now, U.S. jobs numbers coming out today. What should we expect there? Yeah, Shakira, I mean, it's a massive number. Every single time it comes out, uh, it moves the markets, and that's obviously because it's a big gauge of what the Federal Reserve is going to be doing with interest rates, as we all know. So uh, the data that's been coming out of the U.S. more recently has been somewhat disappointing. Um, you know, it started off with uh, GDP growth for, and, and numbers for the first quarter being disappointing, coming in at uh, half a percent growth. Then we saw PMI numbers, which were really weak. Um, you know, and now we're seeing... Uh, jobless claims numbers which came out yesterday which uh, hit a, a, a couple of months high. So, uh, you know, the numbers which have come out recently have pointed to slowing growth or uncertain growth in the U.S. economy and we saw the Federal Reserve um, in the minutes of their last meeting alluding to the fact that they're still concerned about the spillover effects about very, very tepid and anemic global growth uh, on, on into the U.S. economy and that's particularly coming out of China and, uh, you know, the Eurozone slow down. So, uh, you know, we've seen consistently a good number of jobs being added in the U.S. economy, you know, um, coming into 16, that number is north of 200,000, and uh, coming, in, well, you know, in the late part of 2015, and then coming into 2016, should I say, um, you know, that number came between sort of 185,000 to 195,000 jobs a month added between the, uh, January uh, and, and, and March every single month. So, uh, we're expecting a number somewhere in the region of around, you know, 180,000 jobs added for the month. Um, and more importantly, you know, uh, the market will be keeping a very close eye on what happens to that unemployment rate. It's now structurally below 5%. It's remained below that level for a couple of months now. And also, the participation rate has been improving, Sakina. And what that means is that the number of people, um, you know, who are able to look for a job, actively seeking a job, um, is going up. You know, that, that, that the participation rate hits an all-time low. Um, you know, towards the back end of last year, and we saw that starting to tick up, which means that people are more optimistic about being able to find a job, so they're actively joining, um, you know, the, the, the job-seeking market. So, you know, Sakina, it, it's very mixed signals coming out of the U.S. Um, you know, that's probably why the Federal Reserve has kept interest rates on hold, um, but we'll keep a close eye on the jobs numbers because it certainly does move the market, and uh, if there's any indication, then uh, it's stronger than expected, you know, we could see uh, a bit of strength in the in the U.S. dollar, like we've seen in the last couple of days. We could see that trend continue, um, you know, and we could see a bit of reversals of uh, you know strong inflows into emerging markets that we've seen over the last couple of weeks, which have already started to reverse. So, yeah, keeping a close eye on that one. Mm. And here at home, also another important set of numbers coming out: business confidence numbers uh, out today, Nadir. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's 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 a tough environment, isn't it? With the economy growing at under one percent a year, even though corporates have a lot of cash on their balance sheets, we've continuously reiterated this point on the show that uh, you know corporates are not reinvesting that cash into the economy, and unfortunately, that's the only way we're going to get growth going. You know, because uh, government is walking a very very tight rope in terms of balancing the budget. We all know, and we've chatted extensively about um, you know the, the the ratings downgrade and the impact that's going to have on the country. So government is 
walking a very tightrope in terms of managing uh, expenditure and managing the budget deficits. Um, you know, and there's not the, the, the consumer is really battling, you know, with regards to in, uh, increasing inflation, unemployment structurally above, you know, sort of 25%, um, you know, and, and, and new jobs not being created. So the only basically source of economic growth is going to be investments from, from, from corporate South Africa. And, you know, the, the, they're not feeling confident enough in prospects or, or of returning, uh, of, of obtaining, should I say, a return on equity or return on the investment that they're going to be making in the South African economy. So, you know, we expect to see yet another disappointing business confidence number coming out. Um, you know, not too long ago, that business confidence number, I think it was in the third or fourth quarter of 2015, um, you know, hit something like a 25-year low. So we really are, you know, in a dire situation with regards to the state of how confident businesses feel to reinvest um, into the South African economy. And that's why we've continuously seen growth disappoint on the downside. So, you know, I think um, there's a number of conditions which need to start happening before, you know, businesses feel more confident to invest in the South African economy. And let's wait and see what happens and what, what, what the numbers indicate today. And uh, what are the findings from the Consumer Credit Index, Nadia? Yeah, Sakina, you know, we've been talking on the show for a while about the state that the consumer is in and the fact that, you know, inflation is going up and interest rates are going up and this is having a negative impact on, on, on the consumer. And uh, the numbers released yesterday from the Consumer Credit Index just sort of, you know, they, they, they justify these views. I mean, we saw a sharp decline in the Consumer Credit Index for the first quarter of this year um, relative to the final quarter of last year. We saw the index declining from 54.1 in index points to 46 index points, so a sharp decline. And I think more importantly, we're seeing uh, the, um, of the 56 million active credit accounts, which are, you know, tracked by the, the, the Bureau, um, we're seeing uh, 3.8 million of these accounts one month, in the, uh, one month in arrears, and we're seeing a further 1 million of these accounts three months in arrears. And uh, we're also seeing the number of credit, uh, the number of technical credit defaults increasing one point. 8% year on year. So we're really starting to see the tough economic climate and the increasing interest rates and inflation really biting at the consumer, you know, and I think uh, they made a very strong point of also highlighting the fact that uh, um, bank personal consumption debt as a percentage of uh, you know, disposable income is reaching dangerously high levels at 78% of disposable income and uh, you know, that's obviously not sustainable. South Africans are not saving enough and uh, the increasing interest rate environment is just means that they're swimming against the tide because, as we know, um, you know, as interest rates go up, the cost of servicing your debt goes up, but and, and, and it's really a tax on consumers and, you know, a benefit to savers because increased interest rates ultimately result in higher rates of return for savers and uh, an increased cost of funding debt for, for, for consumers. So, you know, the state of the South African retailer not great. Unemployment growth is, uh, well, employment growth, should I say, slowing, um, disposable, well, net debt to disposable incomes is far too high. We're not saving enough. We're starting to see credit defaults uh, increasing, and this is all on the back of increasing inflation, meaning that uh, there's, a, there's a constriction going around, um, you know, household cash flow and uh, the, the amount of cash flow available for consumption, and we know 
that increasing interest rates is also eating into household consumption, um, you know, and, 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 and all these factors are weighing up against a very weak economy, so the consumer is battling to get out of this. And uh, then one really wonders about the prospects for retailers then. Um, you know, we've already seen certain re- retailers coming under severe pressure as interest rates in South Africa have started to tick upwards. Um, you know, retailers have tried as hard as they can to start to, uh, you know, move away from credit-led sales and move towards cash-orientated uh, sales. Um, you know, but it, it, it's, a diff- it's a difficult culture to change in South Africa, and we're seeing the food retailers, um, you know, really getting competitive about trying to control internal inflation and eating to the market share of other retailers. Um, you know, we saw Whitey Basson from ShopRite lay down a challenge just the other day to other retailers to maintain in, uh, internal inflation well below the, 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 the top-line inflation number to other retailers. Um, you know, and, and, and that's basically because he knows the pie is basically not growing. People are not going to be consuming more, and the only way to grow the top line is to, uh, you know, gain market share from the other retailers. So, you know, for the foreseeable future, the consumer is going to be under significant strain, Sakina. Well, Nadir, thank you so much. Uh, Nadir Tok.